So many of you know I have two really cute little girls, Ava and Adley. I think we have a picture of them. Oh, they're so cute. I love them so much. So um, they're three, and Ava's birthday is actually on Sunday. She's going to be five. I can't believe it. It's so crazy. So in our house right now, we are teaching them chores, which is a chore, right? To teach your children to do chores. And so one of their chores is they have to help me unload the dishwasher. I don't even make them do the whole dishwasher, like just help me. And they know they just have to do their dishes. I don't want them grabbing knives and breakable things. So I'm like, you know, girls, you have to help me with this. So recently I said to my four-year-old, hey, Ava, I need you to come in and I need you to help me unload the dishwasher. (sighs) And her little self comes in. But mom, I don't feel like it. (laughs) And I'm like, I get it. I totally feel you, girl. I don't want to do it either. But like, you know, trying to make it fun. Let's do it together. Like, you know, if we want to eat and drink out of dishes, we have to unload the dishwasher. And she didn't love my response and kind of looked at me this time with a little bit more sass and said, but it's your job, not mine. Needless to say, my most favorite mom moment did not come out. I got a little sassy bag and said, oh girl, you will be unloading this dishwasher and you will put a smile on your face and you will like it, okay? Like I was like a little bit sassy, but have you ever felt like that where you're just like, ugh, but I don't feel like it. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to get up today. I don't want to do whatever I'm supposed to do. And I think what happens a lot of times is we let our feelings control and dictate our behaviors and our action a lot more than we should. So tonight we're in a series called I Want to Believe But. And last week, Pastor Joe kind of talked about how many people might even believe in God, but but they have a distorted view of who God is. And so they don't fully give themselves to God. And, And tonight I wanna talk about this idea of how many people want to believe in God, but they don't feel God. And, and, and they try, you know, they, they read their Bible and they're like, I, I don't really get anything out of it. Or, or I see my friends in worship and they're like crying and engaging in worship and I feel nothing or, or whatever it is, reading, praying, worship. And, and they're just like, I don't feel God. Do any of you have that person in your life that like they seem to feel God all the time and you're just like, seriously? Like grandma, mom, sibling, you know, friend at school, you know, they're like, oh man, they get to school and they're like, oh, I'm just already having a great day. I, you know, I found this homeless man on the side of the road today and I gave him $10 and then he ended up becoming saved and like he had this radical change and then, then I aced my AP chem test. Like I studied so hard, I just did so good. And then I bought somebody's lunch and they like cried because they didn't have any lunch money and I just like totally blessed them because God's like telling me all these things to do. And then on my way home, I like felt God's presence on the song and the radio and, and then I got home and it's just like such a blessed day. Like, God was with me. It was awesome. And you're like, I made it to school on time today. Win. Yes. Like, go me. I was on time. Win. Right? We, we have those people in our life that's like, seriously? Okay. But, but it's true. And, and I guarantee those people in your life have experienced a time where maybe they didn't feel God's presence. And the truth is, if you don't always feel God's presence, you're not 
alone. The Bible shows us many people that, that felt this like, God, where are you? One of the psalmists wrote in Psalm 88, but I cry for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? Or even King David, a man after God's own heart. You know, he wrote so much of the Psalms and he wrote one that's like, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear because you are with me. And David experiences God in this way. And then a little bit later, he's like, God, where are you? Why are you hiding from me? I can't feel you. I don't see you. And he's reaching out and nothing. Or even Jesus, God's own son, when he was hanging on a cross for our sin and, and God the Father had to turn his face away from Jesus and he's on the cross and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You are not alone if you don't always feel the presence of God. So at the beginning of this year, um, our church put on this event called First Revival. And, and we were so stoked. Our staff was like pumped about this event. And, and as a church family, we were just like, we're gonna put God first this year. And, and it, it was this huge thing that we were so excited and we were so expectant. How is God gonna move? What's he gonna do? How's he gonna fall? Like all these things, we were so excited. Um, but the truth is what I felt was sweaty. I was real, real sweaty, okay? I was running a children's ministry. Um, I didn't get to like be in service where the cool things were happening. I was legitimately running. I was running from this classroom upstairs to, to 4640 to this classroom down here, and then I'm coming back to 4640. I'm legitimately running and sweating. That's what I'm doing during revival, okay? So I, I didn't feel God's presence the way a lot of people were feeling God's presence. You're not alone. So tonight, I want to talk about two possible reasons that maybe we, we experience this thing where we don't feel his presence at times in our life. The first one is it could be that your heart has become hardened. Maybe you have experienced his presence and you know what that feels like and, and it's these like tingly warm goosebumps or, or you cry and, and, you, and you know that the Lord's presence is on you and, and, and you feel him and so you've experienced that. But over time, all of a sudden, you're not really feeling him anymore. And the number one thing that causes our heart to become hardened to the things of God is sin. And, and I know that's like kind of like, oh, Pastor Sarah, that sounds hard and stuff. But, but this is what happens. When we sin, there, there's something that's broken between us and God, okay? And, and we still love God. We're still Christians, and God still loves us. If we sin, it doesn't change God's love for us, but it changes how we relate and how we communicate with God because there's something in between it. The, the Bible says we all fall short of God's glorious standard. We all sin, we all mess up, but it's when we go on living in it, when we go with a sin unconfessed or, or something that's, that's just there that we know we need to like get right before God and we don't, it, it breaks that intimacy. Just like in a marriage, you got a husband, you got a wife, somebody commits adultery, they're still married, but something is broken. There's something in between them that, that causes that trust and that intimacy to not be there anymore. Sin breaks intimacy with, with Jesus. So 
So God still loves us, just we're all sinners. He still loves us, it doesn't change, but, but it changes how, how we relate and, and talk to him. It kind of becomes like plaque on our heart where, where there's that something be, be between you and God. So like, it's getting cold outside. So say you, you bundle up, okay? You, you got your warmest wool socks, you got your snow boots, you got your leggings and your ski pants in, and your Under Armour stuff and your most awesome big ski coat and a scarf and a hat and a face mask. And you're like completely covered from the snow, right? You walk out and you're like, this is awesome. I feel nothing. I feel no cold, right? It's like so cool. But that's kind of what sin is like in our life. When we have this sin, it's like we can't feel God because there's something in between us blocking us, covering us, that, that we can't feel him anymore. But I wanted to stop for a minute before I go any further. Because when you talk about sin, you can just feel people be like, Ugh, like the cringing in their heart of like, oh, don't talk about sin. That's like hard and yucky. But here's the truth. Conviction is for us. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. Why? Why does God send his conviction? Because he wants to be close to you. He wants intimacy. So if, if you feel this like kind of yucky feeling in your stomach of conviction, it's the Holy Spirit saying, let's, let's work through this so that we can come close, so that we can work this out because I wanna be close to you. The Holy Spirit wants you to come in. He's inviting you to come closer. So maybe you'd say, Sarah, I don't have any major sin in my life. I haven't committed adultery. I haven't murdered. I haven't like robbed any banks recently. You know, like no, no major like huge tangible sins or something. But, but maybe like you struggle with gossip. Maybe you get around your friends and you're like, man, it's really hard to not talk bad about somebody when they're, they're bringing somebody up and you're like, oh yeah, girl shirt was bad or oh, I think they gained some weight or it's hard to not talk bad when, when all of your friends are doing it and, and you wanna join in and be a part. Maybe for some it's overeating or maybe just overindulging in general in, in any area of life, just too much of something. Maybe it's lust. Maybe you have a hard time not looking at the opposite gender not, without thinking impure thoughts and things that aren't pleasing to God. Maybe you struggle with envy or jealousy. Man, it's so hard in this generation where social media is, is what we do and, and people display their highlight reels and, and you're like, man, she got to go on vacation. She got a new boyfriend, he's cute. They got a puppy, like what? Like, and you're like, man, I want this person's life so bad. And you get off social media and then you just feel horrible about yourself and, and you aren't content with your life anymore and you're ungrateful and you, you feel all yucky inside because you want this other person's life or, or this whatever it is that you could be wanting, is it, is it something like that for you? And, and that's what's hard with, with those sins is that they don't feel as obvious. And maybe it's something that, that you know you struggle with and it's a real thing, but you just kind of sweep it under the rug because honestly, who really knows? Who really knows if you're struggling with those kind of things that are more on the inside? But God knows, God looks at our heart and that's what he cares about is your heart and where is your heart? Or maybe it's living in some kind of disobedience, which is really hard. Maybe you're in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, or just even a friendship, and you know God is saying, please come out of that relationship. Please, they're bringing you down, like they're pulling you away from me. You make bad choices when you're together, and you know, you know he's telling you, and you're just like, I don't know, 
if I want to really do that. So you're living in, in this disobedience. The good news is, it's simple. It's so simple to get rid of it. It's so simple to say, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I have a really big fat mouth and it's hard to keep it shut sometimes. Like, I, I'm so sorry that I'm not content with my life and, and I wanna be better. God, help me overcome. Jesus, I'm sorry. And you talk to a friend about it and you're like, please like keep me accountable. Help, help me to grow in this area. I don't, I don't wanna talk bad about my friends. So if I do like elbow me and help me to, to close my mouth, it's that simple. Have our hearts been hardened to the things of God because of a sin in our life? Or is there plaque around our heart, knowingly or unknowingly, that we need to get right before him? The second thing is that it could be that God wants to draw you closer. God wants more of you. Acts 17 says his purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him, we live and move and exist. Maybe he's bringing you to a place where you are longing for him. Maybe he's drawing you out and he's saying, come and seek me and pursue me with all of your heart, with all of who you are. And he's drawing you out and you begin to crave him, right? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So if you feel like you haven't felt him, you're just like, Jesus, where are you? I wanna feel you, I wanna feel you. Help me, help me feel you. And you're seeking him and you're pursuing him. But the truth is feelings aren't faith. Feelings sometimes lie to us. They don't always tell the truth. Our feelings are not always the truth. Is it possible that God is just drawing you to him and he's saying, come, come and find me? Because the truth of it is, just because you feel like God is silent does not mean he is absent. God's not absent just because you don't hear him, just because you don't feel him, just because you don't see him. It doesn't mean he's not there. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So when you don't always feel him, maybe he's asking you, to come closer, pull in tighter. Don't give up because he promises we're gonna find him. It's not that he's really good at playing a hide and go seek and we can't find him, that's not it. The Bible says he, we will find him when we seek him with everything we have. So maybe it's you need to wake up every single morning and you say, God, I need you. I, I'm seeking you, I'm pursuing you. I don't feel you, but I know you're there. I, I know that you, that you want this relationship. So, so you're seeking him and you're in his word and you're worshiping and you're praying and, and you're pursuing him with all of your heart. But maybe you say, well, if God's like so good and he's like so awesome and he loves me, why can't I just feel him all the time? Why can't it just be like all day, every day, I feel Jesus? Because then we wouldn't need faith. Then we wouldn't have to really trust him because we just knew we'd always be there. And it's impossible to please God without faith. 
The Bible says in Hebrews 11:6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We wouldn't really have to trust or do anything if Jesus was just always there. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a two-way street. It'd just be like, he's just there like all the time, just with you and you wouldn't have to do anything for it. But, but God wants relationship. He wants that reciprocated as, as he's pursuing you. He wants that pursuit back. That's his desire. That's why he created us is so we could have this two-way street relationship, not just for him to come in and just do everything for us. That, that's not what it's about. He, he wants relationship with you. So just because you don't feel God doesn't mean he's not there. Like, like right now, even like right now, like this weekend, I was in a t-shirt. Um, it's December, it does not feel like Christmas. When I'm in a t-shirt, now I'm outside sweating. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like Christmas, but it is. It's the same way with God. Just cause he's, you don't feel him or see him or you can't hear something, doesn't mean he's not right there with you. I, I wanna go back and share with you what ended up happening for me um, at First Revival. Um, so like I said, I was running and sweating a lot. Um, and, and just to be real honest, I was exhausted. Like we had worked really, really hard to pull off this event. I was coordinating a ton of kids, a ton of volunteers. Um, and I had, I'd just been working a lot of hours and long hours. We were here late and we were here early and I was feeling pretty exhausted. And so it was the last night Service was gonna start in about an hour. And, and all of a sudden, this like physical exhaustion turned into like, I feel like I'm gonna die a little bit. Like I b began to be like achy and, and my throat was like swelling and I was like, I had a fever, I was hot. And, and so I was over in the nursery wing and I just like laid down on a bench and I couldn't move. Like, I'm not kidding. It was like my whole body was aching so bad. I was like, I can't do my job. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Like I legitimately have to coordinate these classrooms and be moving them and rotating them while, while the parents are in service. And so I'm like, I, I, I can't move right now. So Pastor JL comes back and I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do. And she had a job to do too. It wasn't like somebody could just take my place. I couldn't just go home. And um, she's like, all right, let's pray. And, and she laid her hand on me and she started to pray. And I've never experienced anything like it in my life before, but I was instantly healed. I'm not kidding, my fever broke. It instantly broke and was gone. I began like sweating, not from running, but from a fever breaking in my body. And, and all of a sudden I could walk and I could move and I was okay. And it wasn't like, uh, like faking it, like legitimately like sweat was pouring down my face. My, my mom and my girls and Pastor Jail were all there and they're just like, that, yep, that's what Jesus does. That's what he does. He, he heals us and, and, he, and he, he does those things. So even though I didn't feel God, I knew he was there. I knew that that was his hand that had touched me and healed me so that I could go sweat and run some more, right? He heals us and he's close to us even when we don't feel him. Bible is very clear about this. 
One of the last recorded things that Jesus said before he went to heaven was this in Matthew 28, 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. Be sure of this, that I am with you always. With you when you feel me, with you when, when worship is good. No, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He's always with us, even when we don't feel him, even when we don't hear him, even when we don't see him, he is with us. How? How is he always with us? It says in the Bible that after Jesus went to heaven, he sent his Holy Spirit. He sent his Holy Spirit to be with us always. He sent his Holy Spirit to be our advocate, to fight for us, to be our helper and our teacher and our counselor and our comforter. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us always, to dwell in us and among us. So if you would right now, let's just close our eyes. Let's just find a little space. If you, if you need to get away from your friends, feel free. And let's just quiet our mind. Because I know that the Lord wants to be found by you. So tonight, if maybe you're like, yeah, Pastor Sarah, I, I've been struggling with something. I know I have a sin in my life that, that I need to ask for forgiveness. Or maybe, maybe I've wronged somebody and I need to ask somebody else for forgiveness because I hurt them and I know that. Or maybe for you, you need to forgive somebody. Somebody has hurt you. Somebody has wronged you. Maybe a parent or a teacher or a coach. And you're like, but you don't know what they did. It doesn't really matter except that the Bible says that we have to forgive so that we can also be forgiven. If we want something to be between us and God, unforgiveness will be the thing that will get right in between us. Keep running, keep running, don't give up. 
calling to you to come out to him, to draw near. The Bible says when we draw near, he's going to draw near to us. Is he saying, come close to me? life today and you say God I did feel you in that moment and we thank you for that and never forget this that even if God feels silent does not mean he is absent in your life just because you don't feel him doesn't mean he's not there the Bible says he's always with us trust you. Jesus, we trust that in those moments of life when you feel far and and we don't feel you and we can't hear you and we can't see you, we're going to trust and believe that you're still there. So God, strengthen our faith. Help us to grow in that, grow that muscle in us that we can believe even when we don't see. We can believe even when we don't hear. We can believe even when we don't have goosebumps all over our body and and your presence doesn't feel close to us. We will believe and we will stand in faith knowing that you promise to never leave us and never forsake us. Increase our faith, God. And Lord, help us to feel you. Even when we won't, we will still believe. We're still going to believe even when we don't feel you. Jesus, I pray that you bless these students, that you bless them as they are are getting their their life right with you and they're confessing their sin and they're repenting and, and they're pursuing you. God, I pray that you bless them in that pursuit of you, that they would find you as they seek you with all of their heart. Keep them safe this week. Help them to just, to to know, to know, to know without a shadow of a doubt that you are with them. 
pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.